Hey everybody, Jamie Rescue Season 2 on the lighter side of baseball, and this is Episode 6. And uh, just to digress for a minute or two, Episode 6 reminds me again of my childhood favorite. I always uh, liked guys that were not that well known, and in particular, number 6 for the Chicago White Sox was Al Weiss. And I think I probably mentioned before that um, I ran into Gary Peters a couple of years in a row playing golf at the Dave Nelson Golf Tournament in St. Croix for Queen Louise before the Open Arms Golf Tournament got underway. And I got to tell you, Gary was a great guy, but one of his good friends was Al Weiss. And I talked all the time about how I admired Al Weiss. He tried hard. He didn't have a lot of spectacular star talent, but he was great. And uh, a couple of weeks later, I get a package in the mail shaped like a baseball, open it up, and inside was an autographed ball purportedly from Al Weiss saying, to Jamie, my greatest fan ever, Al Weiss. What a treat that was. I need to call Gary just to catch up. What a great guy he is. And uh, the only reason, uh, only way I kind of keep up with him a little bit is uh, whenever I get together with uh, my friend Jerry Reinsdorf, who I mention repeatedly because, you know, we're friends and he's big-time guy with the uh, Chicago White Sox. And speaking of Jerry Reinsdorf and the current situation that we find ourselves in, Jerry also owns the Chicago Bulls and is the chairman of the board. Uh, part owner, I guess, is more accurate. Anyway, Jerry, along with Rocky Wirtz, the owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, stepped up during this time of coronavirus concern and uh, agreed to pay all of the stadium personnel for the remainder of the season, even though the Bulls and the Blackhawks probably won't play again the rest of this year, although maybe there'll be some playoffs. So, with episode six, the other two episodes, I touched on the coronavirus, COVID-19, and maybe tried to poke a little fun at everything because at that time, uh, we didn't know the extent, didn't know really what was going to happen to the world in terms of this problem. And uh, it's gotten out of hand, and it's really out of hand in Italy, it's really out of hand in some other countries, it started in Wuhan, China, got out of hand there, and uh, really has spread across Europe, Spain, France, Germany, Great Britain, Russia downplays their statistics, but it's gotten to that country as well, and it is in the great United States of America. Now, let me say that there are no sports currently being played. The NBA was the first sport to call it quits, suspend the season, followed by Major League Soccer, the National Hockey League, the American Tennis Professional Circuit, the PGA, NASCAR, and Major League Baseball. So, not only has that happened, but today the governor of Illinois, Governor Pritzker, ordered that all restaurants and bars be closed and that the restaurants no longer allow, at least until March 30th, uh, dining inside the restaurant. You can still carry out, pick up, deliver, I guess. 
but uh, bars are closed, restaurants closed, most of the museums are closed, everything's closed. So it's a tough time. Everybody's trying to decide how to spend that time in basically self-imposed quarantine. And I decided that uh, because there's no baseball to talk about, at least directly, there's no spring training, and the opening season probably, I don't think, is going to get going until May or June. Probably the middle of May, if we're lucky. But I thought that at least once a week I'd do a little podcast. It might not be super long, but at least I would try to entertain everybody that listens to On the Lighter Side of Baseball with at least something that, you know, if nothing else, is uh, maybe entertaining. And so for the next half an hour or so, I will try to entertain you. And every week, once a week, until we resume spring training, uh, I'll try to uh, do a little podcast just for podcast's sake. And uh, to start out, let's talk about the coronavirus. And so far, its impact on me and on uh, the United States, because really, at the end of January, the World Health Organization declared the coronavirus to be a world health emergency. Now, I'll try not to get too political, but let's just say that the U.S. didn't exactly jump at that uh, exclamation by the World Health Organization. And that was in January. Now we're in the middle of March. And the U.S. really doesn't have any testing capabilities that are underway. For the fifth, sixth, or seventh day in a row, Vice President Pence and his task force held a press conference. And in the press conference, every time they've had a press conference, testing was coming, testing was coming, testing was coming. Today was no exception, and uh, now they're saying that they'll be doing tens of thousands of tests daily uh, as soon as all this stuff gets up and running. And one can only hope, because logically speaking, when they start doing a lot of tests, they're going to start finding out a lot of people are positive for coronavirus, COVID-19. Now, um, from what they say, it affects people with pre-existing conditions and old people like me a little more than others, but uh, for the most part, uh, anybody that, that uh, gets this virus should be able, given a youth and a good immune system, should be able to uh, be fine with it. And so, statistically speaking, you know, we all ought to be fine. But it's going to take a little effort, a little bit of indoor time. There's no sports to watch except for, you know, the... Uh, <laughs> The ESPN is running uh, old X game shows. CBS was running Final Four uh, games, and the uh, let's see what else. Oh, I watched the. You know, it's good to have a bad memory, and and my memory's worse every day. But now, given all of these sporting events are canceled, and there's nothing to watch on TV but reruns. It really helps not to remember what happened when you were watching it originally. For example, this weekend, the PGA event 
the Players' Championship, which is probably the deepest field in the entire season, uh, took place. They got through the first round with fans all there, and this was Thursday. So this stuff is happening fast. Today's Sunday. So on Thursday, Rory's teeing it up, and everybody else is teeing it up. Rory's the defending champion that I forgot he had won it the year before. But anyway, day one is in the books, and about the time day one was ending, the commissioner made a decision that day two would take place, but without fans, and day three and four are the same. Well, by the morning for day two, they canceled the tournament because everybody else had canceled it. And a few hours later, the Masters got canceled. And when I say canceled, I don't know if that means for good or they're just going to have to kind of play it by ear and see how things go. But at least while I was in Chicago uh, enabling family to visit grandkids, before we canceled a number of trips that we were about to make. I was sitting around watching the 19, 2019 Players' Championship. And finally, my curiosity just got the best of me, and I Googled who won. And so, because, I mean, it was, like, exciting. I'm going, like, oh, man. You know, is this going to be Fleetwood's first win on the American soil? And, of course, I knew no because I'd been watching – Tommy Fleetwood, not to be confused with Fleetwood Mac, but I've been watching him this year, and they were talking about how he still hadn't won, so I knew that he didn't win. But, I mean, you had all sorts of other guys, including Jim Furyk, in the running, and I just couldn't remember who won until I Googled and saw that Rory won, and that you would think that I'd just wait, you know? Just wait it out, be a sports fan, and since you didn't remember who won... I probably wouldn't have even known it was 2019, but in the bottom corner they showed 2019. So I, I knew it wasn't that, and I also knew that everything else had gotten canceled. Well, that's what we're going to be left with. Now, I'm thinking about watching. I did record the 2016 Game 7 of the World Series, and I recorded the Cubs parade and a few other little things, and I'll probably watch that. I do know who, I do remember who won the 2016 World Series. I do remember who won the 2015 World Series. I may watch Blindside again for the 15th time. I watched Fever Pitch yesterday for about the 10th time. It's a great movie. Shawshank Redemption, great movie. I mean, I can watch these, and I sort of remember the end of most of those, but, you know, sometimes I forget. So, I figured, why not do a little podcasting, and for anybody listening, um, they can either enjoy it or not pull it up on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. So here I am, um, canceling trips, trying to keep my six-foot distance, social distancing. Um, I'm actually just kind of trying to stay inside, um, go out for a walk every day, probably go down to the Jewel, and then try to get back to Kansas City uh, as quickly as my wife will agree to go uh, because there are a lot less 
coronavirus people in Kansas City than there are in Chicago, and just by the uh, sheer numbers, my odds are a lot better staying healthy in Kansas City. And I've got a bigger pad, and I can play pinball pool and watch Netflix there where I can't hear. So anyway, I can get my memorabilia stuff ready to go. i got a lot of fun things to do. And in addition, I can help my fellow man by not potentially transmitting this very transmittable disease to anybody. So anyway, you know, if you're listening to this, you've probably had a, your ear full of coronavirus stuff. So even though everything right now is related to the coronavirus and what's going to happen, of which none of us know, I always like to kind of uh, look into the crystal ball to see what's going to happen in the uh, world of baseball, which is what I'm mainly concerned with. So baseball said no spring training, and we're going to cancel the opener and postpone the start of the season for two weeks. Well, that's Easter, which is, I think, April 12th. They ain't going to be playing baseball on April 12th. Number one, they're going to have to have a little spring training. Number two... Because uh, they got to give the pitchers time to get their arms going. Number two, I don't think the coronavirus is going to be under control by the middle of April. So I'm assuming that they will start the real season in mid-May, which would mean they would have played probably or missed playing uh, roughly 45 games. So let's say that that season gets down to, I'm thinking, 120 games. And that would be plenty. Uh, they play each team in their division probably um, 12 times. Uh, and so there's 60 games. And then they would play another 60 against other teams their traditional rivals, et cetera, et cetera, and other teams in the league. Uh, maybe do away with interleague play. I don't think so. But if they did away with interleague play and started in the, in the middle of May, uh, that would be 120 games in their league. And then uh, maybe they would expand the playoffs uh, to give go back to that format that they were floating where – um, I think they said six teams maybe in each division make the playoffs and the top in each league gets a bye, so that gets you down to five and maybe seven and six. And then you get to start picking who you want to play. That You know, it would be kind of fun. It would be, I think it would make some sense and add a little bit of fun to make this season different from all the other seasons, assuming that we get the coronavirus nipped in the bud and it statistics are not too morbid. If we can do all that, have a little fun in the baseball season, great. Now, how you pay the players, how I refund tickets to my season ticket partners and how the Cubs and the Royals try to hold my money for next year instead of giving me a refund. I don't know. I don't really care at this point. I'm just anxious for baseball. But what I'm not going to miss is March baseball at Wrigley Field. Not going to miss that at all. I mean, can you imagine 
Opening day, March 29th. Hey, beautiful. There's a snowball. Instead of a rainbow, you got a snowball because it's going to be snowing. Then the next day, on their schedule, which is no longer in effect, we're going to play a night game. March 30th, 7 o'clock start. Now, I think, I think Rickus was trying to be compassionate to the fans and move the start time up to 640. Woohoo. 640 in March to watch baseball. Now, bad enough for the players, but the fans, give me a break. Give me a break. Anyway, I think April's wiped out, so we're into May. Now, whether we start May Day, May Day, May Day, or we start right after my birthday, May 12th, feel free to send cards, letters, and appreciation to me. I am. By definition, an elderly person, according to the Center for Disease Control and the World Health Organization, I'm old. But not that old. And I feel pretty good. And uh, I am going to be ready to do my civic duty to beat down coronavirus or COVID-19. I think COVID-19 sounds a little cooler than coronavirus. It's also, there aren't any... Corona beer sponsors in Major League Baseball. So if it were like Bud Light virus, that would be one thing. But I like COVID-19. Sounds a little cool. And uh, it is a deadly disease for, I mean, as an example, the thing that scares me. And of course, now let me just put today's date is uh, March 15th. Beware of the Ides of March. I think that's gone. St. Patrick's Day is the 17th, Tuesday. If you compare the charts of Italy and the U.S. in the days that our first case arose, and you paralleled Italy, yeah, something's got to happen drastically. This this self-quarantine better work. Because poor Italy, they had, just yesterday alone, in the last 24 hours, 400 people died of the coronavirus. The mortality rate is up there. Somewhere between 1% and 3%, but it's high. And the transmittability of the disease is high. And again, I'm no expert on anything, but I'm just quoting the medical experts that are on the vice president's corona virus task force. And although he keeps saying they're going to be testing kits out there, they haven't shown up yet. But if they do, the number of people that have it are, are going to spike. But be that as it may, I think we'll be playing baseball hopefully in May sometime. So we'll be making predictions as we get closer to it. But right now, it's just kind of one day at a time in Major League Baseball. The first professional U.S. baseball player to test positive for coronavirus happened today. That was a minor leaguer with the New York Yankees organization. And, of course, the NBA had their uh, share of positive tests. And so, Major League Baseball's got all these guys in camp. 
and they've told them they can stay in camp or they can go home or they can go wherever they want. Now today, they're telling everybody that if you are not on the 40-man roster, you are out of camp. See you later. Bye-bye. And uh, so that would include all the non-roster invitees are told they got to leave unless they're being treated for a medical bad arm, bad groin, bad whatever. So they're also now saying, look, I know you guys have been continuing to practice as a team. We don't think that's such a good idea. So they're recommending some sort of dispersal of the practice regimen. And I think that will lead to everybody going home. Union saying four to six weeks. Four to six weeks will get you into May. I think if we're playing baseball in May, we're lucky, fortunate, count our blessings. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. There is nobody on the highway, nobody in the streets of Chicago, nobody anywhere except in the grocery stores buying toilet paper for some friggin' reason. People are hoarding stuff. And, uh, you know, the current administration said, hey, relax. Don't worry about anything. Don't hoard. Only buy a week's worth of stuff. And so maybe maybe there'll be toilet paper for the rest of us. I don't know. One other concern I've got is that my one and only potential sponsor, Papa Kino's Pizza, may be delayed by this, especially if things go in Kansas City like they're going in Chicago. We'll see. We'll see. I think Governor Pritzker, uh, I think New Orleans did the same thing. I think they were a little bit irritated by the St. Patrick's Day celebrations that were going on. Now, again, you've got a whole group of people that say, oh, this is, you know how many people die of the flu? And this is nothing worse than a cold, but it's bad. You know, everybody can take up their little position because, frankly, you know, whether you say, oh, you know how many people die of flu every year and that doesn't get in, how many people died of S1N1, and people talk about the flu of 1918 that killed 600,000 people. The swine flu, S1N1, killed about 10,000 people, and that was in 2009. I, I there was no social media back then. I, no, I didn't know anything about it. Now you've got, you know, a very divided country politically. You've got MSNBC and CNN on one hand, and you've got Fox on the other. And so everybody's an expert, and all they're doing is, is uh, spitting back what they hear from, you know, Anderson Cooper or Tucker Carlson. We don't know. We're not doctors. You know, we look around and go, oh, the... Stores are crowded. Well, we don't know where, why, or when. All we know is that I think if if the people that think this is no big deal have their brains working, then when the NBA shut down, I think that got everybody's attention. And when the Final Four, March Madness shut down, and all the conference championships shut down, and the circus shut down, and the this, that, and the other thing shut down, man. There's billions of dollars going down the drain. And I don't think, 
people in a capitalistic world would forego billions of dollars if it was no big deal. So it's a big deal. And uh, the sooner we can get this thing out of here, the better. Now, um, you know, I think everybody's a little nervous because the, cat, the uh, vaccine's a year away, maybe. But maybe not. I'm an eternal optimist. I think they're going to develop some treatments that are going to help, and they're going to develop a vaccine quicker than a year. So one can only hope. But in the meantime, man, I don't know. I, I think everybody's very apprehensive. A lot of everything's shut down, work at home, blah, blah, blah. So uh, just continue to march. Take one day at a time. So when we do our next podcast, which will be uh, probably next Sunday, from Kansas City, uh, we'll know more. We'll know that either we've turned the tables on this disease or uh, we're like Italy. And, uh, you know, one can only hope that we'll turn the, t- turn the tide and get this under control and not be like Italy, not be like Spain, and not be like France, Germany, and whoever. But just got to wait and see. And in the meantime... Uh, the unknown is very frightening to most people, but, you know, you can only do what you can only do. So, for the most part, uh, you know, they go over and over and over uh, these common sense items of washing your hands and sanitizing, and that's all good. That is all good. And, um, you know, I think people are going to start eating more at home, and that's okay. And, um, you know, sit around home. Play Monopoly. Uh, Listen to, hey, you know what? There are, let's see, 46 podcasts from last year, and now this is six. That's 52. If uh, this lasts 52 days, my loyal listeners can repeat and listen to one episode a day for 52 days, and then we can hope we have baseball by then. Now, what would be better than that? So that's that's my suggestion. Uh, Go ahead and... Get that running. Get that ready. In the meantime, uh, there's no baseball anywhere. So, I mean, I could talk about the Central Division of the National League, and I could talk about all that stuff, but, I mean, that's really – there's just nothing to talk about. There's there's no big injuries to talk about. Uh, football's free agency is coming up. The uh, collective bargaining agreement in the NFL got approved for a very small margin. Uh, they approved uh, extra games, and so now there's 17 games. I don't know if they took away a preseason game. If they're smart, they did. I haven't really looked at this 460-page document because I don't have the lighter side of football. If I did have a show called The Lighter Side of Football, I probably would have perused it a little bit. And they're going to expand the playoffs from 12 to 14 teams. whoopie do. I don't think anybody really cares right now. I think everybody's main goal is to stay healthy and to um, stay engaged as best they can. And so that's what we claim uh, we're going to do, and that's what we are going to do. There aren't really any lead-in stories in baseball. Free agency in baseball is pretty already determined. There's some guys that don't have jobs, like Addison Russell. But right now, nobody has a job. So, that is it. I hope that for the people that look forward to and enjoy my 
podcasts, I think episodes one, two, three, four, and five of season number two are pretty good. Not bad. And I think that uh, uh, I've got to get some live guests. I'm, as soon as Craig Shine gets back from spring training, and he ought to be back, I'm going to hook him up, and uh, we're going to do a podcast together. That that may be this next week. In fact, I'm going to I'm going to say 99.9% certain that I will get Craig on the phone because we were going to do one from Milwaukee in a couple of weeks after the uh, Cubs played the Brewers. I'll get Craig, see if I can uh, get some other live people to do uh, some podcasts because I think that'll be a lot of fun. And, um, you know, that'll give us something else to talk about besides watching um, MLB Network on uh, nights when Dan Plezak works, which is pretty funny. I think um, they have permanently hired Smoltzy to just sit there and he's pretty smart, so they like Smoltzy. Plezak's good. And uh, then they got the regular hosts, which I think are boring, but Verducci continues to opine like he's Einstein. Uh, I could get into the crap that he pulls. But the um, two things that are going on, I suppose, the coronavirus and the uh, elections. 2020, the, uh, the elections are going on. And um, eventually, hopefully, we'll have baseball season. The only... And I say this in good humor because I know that they're not happy. But the only team that's probably relieved with the delay of the season would be the Houston Astros. Uh, number one, uh, people were going to get all over them for cheating. They did at spring training. And now number two, it seems pretty minuscule in light of the coronavirus and the seriousness of our medical emergency in the United States, a global pandemic as now we all call it. So the uh, one beneficiary of the Astros, another beneficiary is probably Joe Biden, who doesn't have to campaign too much. There is a debate tonight, which should be exciting. I'm not going to watch it. And then, uh, then we've got kind of an update next week on the status of Major League Baseball and of the coronavirus. And then uh, Hopefully we'll get uh, the insight of Craig Kashan, who not only was getting ready to do the uh, pregame and postgame and some play-by-play for the Brewers, but he also does the pregame and postgame for the Milwaukee Bucks, who were about to win uh, their division in the NBA and probably go on to win the NBA title. Speaking of titles, I guess since... The NCAA and KU in particular have suspended all athletic endeavors for the rest of the academic season. KU's the national champion, fly the banners, rock chalk Jayhawks, and uh, the banner will be going up next year in a celebration, I'm sure. Uh, They won the Big 12. They can claim to be number one based on their ranking at the end of the season and because Bill Sell said so. So, I mean, with all those three things safe in their uh, possession... I say, go Hawks. That's it. Jamie Retzke, lighter side of baseball. Probably not real light, but um, stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, uh, socially distance yourselves from people. Don't go anywhere you don't have to go. If you are in a town where the bars are open, hey, drink at home and uh, order pizza to go and have the pizza guy drop the pizza out at your door so you don't have to talk to him. Give him a tip. 
uh, lay the cash out there, order through Grubhub, uh, who my stepson and stepdaughter work for. So I wish it was brought to you by Grubhub, but I'll put in a plug for those guys. Matt Maloney, the CEO of Grubhub, has agreed to waive any uh, commission charges to the restaurant for drivers and for Grubhub, I believe, which could cost him $100 million. just sort of depends, and uh, that's pretty cool. So go to your app on your phone, Grubhub. Uh, most restaurants in most cities are on that Grubhub app. Click it, tick it, and uh, they'll bring it. And you don't even have to see the guy. Just tell him to leave it at your door and knock three times. Knock three times if you... I won't sing. Try not to sing. I like to sing. But I'm not going to sing until the next time I sing will be Chicago, Chicago, that Dudlin Town, or... Take me out to the ballgame, seventh inning, with Harry Carey. So, hey, hey, until then, have a great day. Next Sunday, podcast number seven, Mickey Mantle. I love these next few podcasts. Al Weiss, Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra, Roger Maris, and Sherm Lawler. That's six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Coming your way. God love you. Everybody be safe. Everybody be healthy. And uh, we will... Next, talk to you for podcast number seven. Thanks, and have a very healthy week.